0: A Fifth Visitor, or How Scrooge Kept Christmas, Chapter 1 It was a pleasant walk home, full of people wishing Scrooge a Merry Christmas, and him wishing them the same back tenfold. But just as he was approaching the final street, he noticed something out of the corner of his eye. Something that should have been a rare, if not impossible, sight in that part of London, in his part of London. In the light of a window down the alley, there was an old tramp with a long tatty beard, shivering and crying with cold. Scrooge was appalled to see that he had his eye on a rat that was skittering about, probably in search of substance itself. Without hesitation, he quietly and carefully crept down and moved slowly down the alley, not wanting to scare the old man. How strange, Scrooge thought, that he would think of the poor fellow as old at least compared to himself. Underneath all the rough skin and ragged hair, he could well have been several years younger than him. All the man's attention was fixed on the rat, he was like a coiled spring, ready to pounce the second his prey made a wrong move. Scrooge was about to say something, when suddenly the man turned to him with shocking speed, his eyes piercing his heart. Scrooge froze with fear. What do you want? The man demanded with a gruff-parched growl. His eyes were bloodshot and pulsing with anger, and for the first time in a long time, Scrooge felt afraid for his own life. I... I... I just... But before he could finish, the tramp leapt forward with the energy he'd been saving for the capture of the rat, and before Scrooge could move, his hands were wrapped around his neck. I said, What do you want? The man whispered now, either in an attempt to scare him further, or to ensure that no one else would hear their struggle. Scrooge couldn't speak. He could barely breathe. So he tried to appeal to the man's better judgement with the only thing he could use. His eyes. He looked the man straight in the eye and to his surprise he saw something. Beyond the rage, the hell-bent fury of a man angry at the whole world, Scrooge caught a glimpse of a smidgen of gentleness. Maybe it was all that remained of the man's hope a memory of his life before the streets swept him into their cold, dank embrace, but it was something. There was less anger there now, and slowly, ever so slowly, he loosened his grip on Scrooge's throat, as if he was reluctantly admitting that he never really intended on doing him harm. I'm sorry, he said, looking away from Scrooge. I'm a good man. I was a good man. Bad things have happened to me, and, well, here I am. Scrooge was still gasping for breath, but he didn't want to seem disinterested in the poor soul's plight, so he struggled to get a question out. How did you uh, end up here, if you don't mind me inquiring, sir? The anger seemed to momentarily spark up in him again, but it was just a brief flash across his well-weathered face. The man screwed up his eyes, as if trying to contain the rage, or maybe tears, It was hard to tell. There was something else there, maybe suspicion. There was a wealth of emotion in every subtle movement and contortion of his face, and Scrooge could see now that this was certainly no old man. Everything he'd been through had aged him beyond his years, but the skin between the wrinkles couldn't have been much older than forty years. He was looking into nothingness now, recalling his former life. "'I... I had my own business. A toy shop. Small, but quite enough for me to handle.' He smiled as his words took him back there. Scrooge could almost see his face glowing amongst all the colourful playthings. "'Some of them I made myself. I was particularly proud of a model with the Tower of London. I remember how reluctant I was to sell it. But needs must.' "'That sounds delightful,' Scrooge said.' Softly, his voice returning now. The man suddenly whipped his head around to face him again, angry at having been distracted from his reminiscences. Oh, it was, he said, until one Christmas. I was struggling a bit. Everyone was. My wife was ill. Dying. I was neglecting the bills and taxes. No, not neglecting. I just... got behind. And... I had to borrow some money. Scrooge knew where this story was going. He'd suspected from the start, but his hope had covered over it. The urge to run was natural and strong, but his need to stay and face his demons, to help the man, was somehow stronger than the fear that was making his heart shake in his chest. Jacob Marley and his partner. I forget his name. The man whose name used to represent everything wrong with the world took a breath, and he knew that what he was about to do had nothing to do with bravery. It was just the right thing to do. Scrooge, he said. His name is Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, yes, that was it. How could I forget? I pleaded, I begged with them to give me more time to pay up, and they just stood there reveling in it. They were like a pair of devils, lording their power over me. Tears were coming to the man's eyes again. I'm sure I wasn't the first, or even the last of their victims, but I heard that at least one of them has left this life, and all his riches behind now. I hope he's rotting away in his own personal corner of hell, his soul burning for eternity. The man took great comfort from this notion, Scrooge could see, as his eyes lit up and sparked with life, as if the flames intended for his dead partner were reflecting in them. It's Jacob. Jacob is the one that died. Despite his conviction, Scrooge could hear his voice cracking, the truth of reluctance exposed in every word. The man's manner suddenly changed. It became slower and more considered. He turned to Scrooge and looked him square in the eye, his gaze almost as powerful as the grip he'd had on his throat. On first-name terms with them, were you? Yes, yes, I was, sir. Scrooge's voice trembled as the man's gaze chiselled away as his conviction. But he would not let that stop him from doing the right thing. So tell me, stranger, whatever happened to his partner? Scrooge, you said his name was. The man moved forward with a gracefulness that belied his ragged appearance, forcing Scrooge to back up until he could feel the ice-cold alley wall on the back of his balding head. He changed, Scrooge said with renewed confidence. If this was to be his end, he needed it to be true to the man he now was. He changed, and perhaps the fact that you failed to recognise me is proof positive of that. I am Ebenezer Scrooge, and I can help. The man let out an animalistic growl and wraps his hands around his throat again. And this time, he lifted Scrooge up so he couldn't move or even think about getting away.